Hi, this is Alana Terry. Welcome to Season 5 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast, bringing you some full and complete and unabridged Christian fiction audiobooks to keep you encouraged and inspired. This season's audiobook is called What Dreams May Come and is narrated by Pamela Lawrence, written by me, Alana Terry, and sponsored by our COVID-19 fundraiser. So what we're doing is taking some of my ebook novels and I've bundled them up as a pay what you can product with a portion of all royalties going to support local relief efforts for COVID-19. If you want to be involved in this fundraiser, it's going to be for a limited time. You can check it out at alanaterry.com slash novels. And now enjoy today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 38 June 21st Dear Scott, I had a really good talk with Mom today. She and Derek had just gotten home from a breakfast date, and she looked dazzling. She wasn't dressed fancy or anything, and her only jewelry is her wedding ring, but she was stunning. I think—no, I know—that the beauty comes from being loved by her new husband so much. I'm so glad they found each other. I didn't think Mom would ever get remarried, and maybe it would have been harder when I was younger. I can see myself getting jealous or feeling threatened. But Derek's a kind and godly man, and he has a great sense of humor. He's perfect for Mom. She's laughed more in the last few months than I think she has in the past 15 years. And that's a really cute story, too. Did I ever tell it to you? He moved to Orchard Grove a couple years ago, but he goes to the different church on the other side of town, mostly because he's a welder and wakes up crazy early during the week, so Sundays he likes to sleep in and go to the afternoon service at Valley Tabernacle. Every summer, the two churches do a joint VBS program, but it makes it a little hard to organize since both congregations are involved. So Derek signed up to help with recreation, and Mom always does snacks for everyone. And for some reason, they were both expecting to use the same part of the fellowship hall downstairs, him for games and her for feeding the kids, I guess the first day they met, they nearly got into a fight over it, until he apologized, and then was extra nice, trying to make it up to her. It hasn't even been quite a year since their first date, but they're perfect for each other. I'm so glad my mom's found someone that makes her happy. And I'm glad she's comfortable with the two of us talking as much as we do. Sometimes she worries that I'm not getting enough sleep. But she says she's thankful for the times you've called her just so she feels like you're not a stranger. Speaking of phone calls, I miss talking to you. I know you're really busy over there, and I pray for you and the interns every time I think of you, which is quite a bit. I hope those Bible verses I copied down are encouraging to you when you feel tired or homesick. Don't forget that you have a friend out here in Orchard Grove praying for your safe return. Love, Susanna. Chapter 39 Kitty had been so excited about her visit from Ricky, a.k.a. Prince Charming, that it was after 9.30 by the time she finally fell asleep. Susanna was behind on just about everything. The laundry, the dishes, the grocery list she was supposed to pass on to Derek. She staggered her way into the kitchen, 
groaning inwardly at the sight of all the dirty plates and bowls. When was the last time she'd cleaned up after herself? She still didn't understand how her mom had managed to cook three nutritious meals a day, plus keep up on all of Kitty's care and the other chores around the house. Just making herself a simple pot of soup could throw off Susanna's schedule for a week. Well, Lord, I never claimed to be perfect. I guess this is just one area where you'll have to keep on teaching me how to improve. And until then, help me show myself some grace. She stared at the huge platter of cookies Ricky had dropped off and wondered if his mom realized Kitty couldn't handle any foods besides her formula. Oh well, it looked festive, and she could share some with Derek tomorrow when he dropped off the next batch of groceries. She took out a pecan shortbread cookie and nibbled around the buttery edges. When she got the dishes clean, she'd treat herself to another. Her enthusiasm lasted about two seconds. It could take hours just to catch up on the kitchen, and she'd still be behind on every other part of the house. God, I'm sorry I didn't help Mom out more when she was alive. I'm sorry I took her for granted for so long. She left the light on over the sink, an optimistic symbol of her plans to return to cleaning, and made her way to her computer. She'd been so busy she hadn't checked her email in a week or more. Not that she expected to hear from anybody in particular. She waited for the desktop to start up. It was an old hand-me-down from Derek and took ten minutes just to load. Still, it was better than nothing. Her mom had been fairly suspicious of the internet, so Susanna had never gotten involved in social media or online shopping or anything like that. Right now, all she wanted was a reason to procrastinate, an excuse to forget about the dirty kitchen, the endless pile of dishes, those countless other chores she hadn't done today and might not get to tomorrow either. When her inbox finally loaded, it told her what she already knew no messages. It was her own fault. She'd been clear in her last email to Scott that she didn't think they should communicate anymore. At all. Still, sometimes she wondered how she'd react to finding a note from him. Something like, Hi, how are you doing? Merry Christmas. Do you still want to marry me? She shook her head. Her mom had spent 16 years as a single parent before she met Derek and she never complained, never pined away for some stranger on the other side of the country. God, I know I worry as much as my mother, but I wish you would have let me inherit some of her positive qualities too, like her patience. The nights were the hardest, with Kitty already asleep and Susanna too restless to go to bed, but too exhausted to tackle the chores that kept piling higher and higher cold winter nights, seemingly endless. She could email him. It wouldn't take more than two or three minutes. Hi, Scott. It's me. Just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. I hope you're doing well. What could it hurt? She opened up a new message, but stopped herself before her fingers even found their place on the keyboard. No. Resuming their relationship no matter how casual it started out, would only make it that much harder for them both to move on. And that's what Susanna needed to do, 
move on. Instead of writing him, she sent a quick email to Ricky and his mom, thanking them both for the Christmas cookies. Nobody else from church had thought to do anything like that. The way some people treated her now, it was as if her mom had never existed. Never served on the hospitality committee at Orchard Grove for decades. Never organized all those meal trains for new mothers or church members recovering from surgeries. Maybe it was easier for the women of Orchard Grove to ignore the past, but Susanna never could. Her mom had done so much for others, and now she was purged from memory when she'd only been dead four months. I'm sorry for grumbling, Lord. Please forgive me. After expressing her gratitude to the fields, she made her way back to the kitchen. She'd given up trying to convince herself to get anything clean before tomorrow. Now she just had to turn off the lights, lock herself in, and call it a night. As she reached for the light switch behind the sink, a Ziploc bag behind the microwave caught her attention. She sighed. All that work, and she'd completely forgotten about the starter mix she'd made earlier in the week. Cringing slightly at what she knew was coming, she opened the bag. She didn't even have to get her nose close to know it was rancid. Using significantly more force than necessary, she heaved it in the direction of the trash can and missed. Moldy's starter landed on the floor, the cupboard, and the fridge. She sank to her knees, too tired to even grab a rag. She used the old Ziploc to smear up as much as she could and made her way to bed. She'd clean up the rest tomorrow. By the time she reached her room, tears of loneliness and frustration and hot, inexplicable anger poured down her cheeks and splashed onto the cluttered floor beneath her. Chapter 40 July 9th Dear Scott, I'm so glad you're back home. I know we're still thousands of miles apart, but it's still so comforting to know that you have internet access now and that I can email you anytime I want without having to wonder how long it will take for you to read it. And actually hearing your voice again, I still can't believe how late we stayed up last night and there was so much catching up to do. I loved your story about the missionary in Mongolia who had to butcher a sheep in his bathtub. It was hilarious. I told Mom and Derek. She thought it was gross, but he laughed his head off. Then he talked about how when he was a young man, he'd thought about doing mission work too. It was neat because I didn't know that about him before. Mom said she could see the two of them doing short-term trips at some point. And it just got me thinking. God can use people at any age. I've been so impatient to get to the mission field now, but I have a whole lifetime ahead of me. So what if I have to wait another few years? If God has plans for me to spend my life overseas serving Him, it's going to happen no matter how long it takes me to get there. That's helping me be patient about finding the right time for you to visit, too. Mom says the beginning part of August will work out well over here. We can talk about that next time you call. In the meantime, I know God's using everything, our relationship, Kitty's health, even Mom and Derek's marriage, to teach me to wait on him and on his perfect timing. Thank you for being patient with me. I appreciate you more than I know how to put into words. Always yours, Susanna.
Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This has been What Dreams May Come by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Pamela Lawrence. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by our fundraiser for COVID-19 relief work, which you can find out about more when you go to alanaterry.com slash novels. This page will have a link to our fundraiser for as long as it runs. I hope and pray that you stay safe and healthy. I want to thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you real soon.